Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general information purposes only. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. So today I'm coming to you from my basement with my husband because we're talking about moles and we're talking about boobs. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really mind talking about the one of them, but, you know, whatever. We're here to talk about both, so let's do it. Yeah, we are recording this podcast here in our basement by our family bar. Our laundry's going upstairs, so I don't know if you can really hear that in the background. Um, but we're on the little Yeti microphone that you had bought me, Eric, for Christmas. Two Christmases ago that I'm finally using for yeah, a podcast. You, you finally got around to it. I feel like you tricked me, though. You said meet me down by the bar in the basement and... There's no beer down here. You just got a microphone set up. Well, there is. There's plenty of beer. There's plenty of stuff to drink. It's just not open right now. Um, But the reason why we're talking and do this podcast together is because both my husband Eric and I had minor health scares, I guess you could say, in 2018. And now that both are resolved and we have answers, it's probably, you know, time to talk a little bit about what went on and not not just because we want to dramatize what happened to us because it, it wasn't anything crazy or, or too scary, but it was enough of a wake-up call to perhaps inform a lot of you listening about how important it is to know your body, check your body, talk to your doctor, and if you have a question about something, get it checked out. Uh, first, let's go in chronological order. Let's talk moles, everyone's favorite topic of conversation. Super sexy. Because in the summer, you, Eric, had a little bit of a scare with a mole on your back. But that's not how this all started. You went to the dermatologist for something even sexier. Skin tags. Yeah, super, super hot. Went in for... Skin tags that were getting caught on my dress shirt. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. You know. See, getting old isn't getting old just it's, fantastic. It's the best. Went in just for a simple procedure that I thought was just to get them removed. You know, you go in, the doctor says, all right, why don't you take your shirt off? We'll take a look. I'll check over everywhere else just to make sure there's nothing else we got to grab. And being a fair-skinned Irishman, you know, I got some moles. And he got to my left shoulder, and he kind of stopped and said, well, I don't really like the look of this one. Let's... Uh, just give me a couple minutes. And you walked out, and naturally that your imagination takes over, and you start assuming the worst. You hear a doctor say, I don't like the look of something. And then you instantly get scared, and so he comes back in, and he said, all right, we're going to... Were you scared, or were you just nervous, or what did you think uh, at that point? Scared, sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you hear all the uh, stories about you know people that... The cases of cancer. I lost my grandpa to cancer. Well, we actually knew of a couple that were dealing with yeah, so that skin was, cancer. That, so that was top of mind, too. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, you know, scared. But he says it's irregular, so he kind of walked me through what it's supposed to look like. And, 
you know, it's on my back, so I don't, I can't see it. So he says, this is what this one looks like. He takes, uh, he says he's going to take a, a biopsy. Um, so he does, and then you got to wait for the results. And that's the most excruciating period of time that you could ever go through because you're waiting on someone to tell you either do or don't have cancer. You know, you don't feel any different, but it's still that waiting game. And as with any test results that you don't have control over, your imagination wanders and you just assume the worst. And then you talk yourself out of it. And then you just, you know, you kind of go in and out of believing it could be, believing it, it might not be. And it's well, just and, thanks and, for a long time, a and, long waiting period. And you do, like you said, you have fair skin. You you have freckles. You have, you know, little moles. And because you're a guy, you often have your shirt off, whether you're cutting the grass or, I mean, you wear, you know, tank tops a lot when we're out on the Harleys. So your arms and shoulders are exposed. And I'm someone that's crazy about sunscreen simply because I burn and peel. So I have to wear it. And I'm constantly trying to get you and embracing my, my stepson to also wear sunscreen. And so I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, is this going to be it? And and we were waiting for those results. And it was the day before your birthday Yeah. in August when the doctor did call. Yeah, I'm at football practice. And this is August, by the way. Yeah, so I'm at football practice, and uh, it's picture day. So typically when my phone rings at football, I'm not going to answer the phone, but it's picture day. So I'm just standing around waiting for for photos. And I don't really remember what they said word for word because your brain kind of shuts off. But they said, we found some abnormalities. There you go. (laughs) We're recording this late at night, by the way. It's a school night. It's almost time for bed, so we both are exhausted. But yeah. So they said, you know, we found some precancerous cells. We want you to come back in. We want it to be removed. And that's when your brain just kind of like stops and you're just, you know, that whole like, and I'm sure, you know, people have been there, but all of a sudden, like everything, you don't hear anything. And you're just kind of looking around. You can see everything happening. It's just kind of silent. And so they say you find precancer cells and you instantly go, you know, once you snap, I snap back out of it. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And they said it's not cancer, but it's cells that could potentially turn into it if you don't have this removed. So I went from scared to, okay, it's not that bad, to anytime you hear the word cancer, it makes, you know, you just... You want to get it taken care of immediately. You want it out of your body. You want no part of it. So I was distracted the rest of practice. And, of course, on top of that, Brace, it's pictured. And Brace feeling sick to his stomach because he didn't eat anything during the day. So I'm dealing with him puking on the sidelines while he's That's taking right. photos. That's right. He did throw up at uh, that practice. It was also the day before your birthday, yeah, too. And not, that naturally makes you reflect on right. the year and on life. And then the next day, everybody was calling and texting. And you didn't tell anyone except for myself because we didn't have answers yet to these questions we didn't want to you know have anyone have reason for concern if there wasn't reason to be concerned but you hear anything cancer yeah Yeah. it it, it was it was definitely nerve-wracking yeah so you know i mean look at the end of the day i I went in had it removed they did another biopsy test results came back fine but the great thing that came out of it was a friend of mine who also has fair skin kind of stopped me and said, hey, what made you go in to get the moles looked at? He goes, you know, obviously I got a, a lot of moles too. And I told him the story about how it happened. He goes, I, I got to get in. He goes, that's scary. He goes, you're saying, you know, just precancerous. I know I know you're good, but it's, it's scary. And uh, fast forward to the end of his story, he went in and they found the same thing, precancerous cells on his back. And he had to have, uh, I think it was two or three moles removed. Well, and they say the most common spot for men is their back. Cause again, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, they take their shirts off all the time and it's hard also to even put sunscreen on your back. But then when we went into the appointment, 
I went to the final appointment where they were going to remove um, the, the final, you know, the, the precancer cells and take a, a bigger part out. And I had questions like, okay, what do we do next? And, you know, he said, wear sunscreen. He showed me the little pictures of what abnormal moles can look like and how they can change and what I should look for since I see your back and you can't see your back. But then he also mentioned now you need to go in every year it works out it's by your birthday so it's, it's easy one of the only dates i won't forget like i'll remember every year on my birthday to go but it's yes. yeah so go every on. year i have to go in once to, to every just august everything looked over and then my question for him was okay great so it's once a year well how quickly can this happen what if in three months something is developing and we don't know and, and he, he said based on what you looked like it didn't look like something could be that aggressive he said you know he does see some patients that it could be no, six but, months. But he, he also did say some people do have to go in twice a year. Right. So uh, the reason why I'm mentioning that is again for people that are listening that are thinking, oh, should I go in? Just know your story may be different than our story. Yeah, but I think the important thing too is when in doubt, check it out. Like he said, he goes, if there's something that pops up, you don't like the way it looks, just just come in. He goes, but I like that. When in doubt, check it out. But realistically, over the course of a year between you know checkups, nothing's going to show itself. You're, you're probably safe. But if something starts, you know, something shows up. You know, go in. There's no bad thing that's going to come from you going. It's peace of mind, too. I mean, yes, how many is. sleepless nights did we have when all of a sudden you get the news and you're waiting on the test? I mean, mental health and getting rest is just as good. So if you have any doubt, and it's just go in. Get it looked at. Yes. So that's what happened with us and moles. In, We're talking about booze now? In the middle of, middle of summer into fall. And then, yeah, transitioning now to the boob talk. So it was December 6th, and I was giving myself a, a breast exam, which I'll be honest, I don't do every month. I probably do it every other month, if I'm being honest, but not every month. And I'm, you know, feeling around like you're supposed to do with your self-breast exam. And I feel this, like, little little lump. And naturally you think, I'm not really feeling that. That's not there. So then I compare it to the other breast, and I'm like, well, it's not there in the other one. Okay, let me go back to this one and check. And it was, it was still there. So you came home from work, and I said to you, I, I mean, I, I remember saying, like, hey, everything's probably fine, but I found a lump in my breast. Well, again, you, your first thought is like, oh, my God, what, what does this mean? Is this, good, is this cancer? What do I have? Is this a cyst? Do I have to go in and have this removed? I mean, you, you know, your mind kind of starts wandering. But then you also think, am I playing tricks on myself? And I even said to you, I'm like, do you feel it? And you said kind of I mean yeah but I didn't really know what I was feeling for I mean it's I'm not I'm in no way trying to be funny when I say this whenever I've had my hands there I'm not necessarily feeling necessarily in depth knowing what you didn't know to feel for I, don't, I have no idea what a baseline is I'm like I, feels the same to me but I don't and you also have that sensation of feeling what you're feeling you know when you touch your own arm yes or whatever you you can feel it both on your hand and internally so right I had no chance to because it was it was small Yes. Yes. So I called my mom because that's what you do. (laughs) I called her and she works in, you know, medicine and she's retired now, but she worked in surgery and, and things like that. And and I just kind of said, Hey, you know, what do you think? And she, she said, call the doctor, just see what the doctor says. So it was the holidays, obviously it was December. So schedules are busy and finally got in. Um, it was like what the week before Christmas, you came with me to the appointment and we went in and saw my family doctor and she's feeling around and sure enough, she's like, Oh yeah. There it is. And then my heart kind of stopped for a moment because 
She didn't say anything for, to me, what felt like 30 seconds, but it was probably five seconds. And then she said, you know, I don't, I don't think I, we need to be too concerned about it. I think it could just be a cyst. All right, well, that's great. Then she gave us the option. Do you want to wait a couple cycles? Because, you know, you're not supposed to do your self-breast exam until about a week after you have your period. So she said we can kind of see how this can change with cycles. Or you could go in for an ultrasound. They'll likely give you mammogram. And you and I, Eric, I mean, we both agreed. We're like, we need to just... Yeah, but it goes get, back to just put it to bed. Go, exactly. go get it looked at. Just get this checked out. I mean, you, you hear the stories all the time. I have a cousin that was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's in her early 40s. That was in the fall. So that's kind of playing in my head. I know it's not an immediate relative, but it's my cousin. And she talked about early detection. And thankfully, she's going to be all right. So that's great. But she caught it early. So there you go. We said, no, we are we are going to the cancer center because that's where you have to go for these things and, and get it checked out. Well, holidays, wasn't able to get in over the holidays. So kind of weighed on my brain a little bit. It was in the back of my mind. I don't know if it was for you. We have two different, not versions, but different uh, lenses we were look at through that appointment that we were looking through. You know, I could see the doctor's expression and there wasn't concern in her. And you're a very emotional and I'm a very logical person. She didn't give a sense of uh, urgency behind the mammogram. Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't overly concerned, but there was times where it popped in my head because it goes back to what we talked about. You let your imagination wander and the the what if scenario so well especially around the holidays and like in your case it was right by your birthday that's such a reflective time of the year you know the new year starting and things but remember when the doctor walked out of the room i started to cry broke down you lost it i started to but i cried because i was just like so relieved that her reaction was i'm not really worried about it because you just don't know because it had gotten to the point where I I could find it every time. Every time I, f- I could find it right away, which told me, yep, I'm not making this up. Something is definitely there. Yeah, it became real. You knew what it was and where it was. and Oh, sure. absolutely. So we went this last Friday. We went to the cancer center, and there were some awesome ladies that were working there, and they had my first mammogram, which if you haven't had a mammogram before, it's definitely something uh, not like anything you've probably ever felt before, but it's not painful. Just a little bit of pressure, but they have to stabilize your body and your breast so that they can take a clear picture. And you take a deep breath, almost like to fill up your rib cage, and then they snap pictures and they start at forty-five degree angle and they go around. And it really, I, I thought it was going to be painful. I just don't know why. I think I thought someone told me that at one point. But they said, it, well, they told you. They said it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't very long. It didn't. It didn't. What didn't make it uncomfortable very long. And then they did eventually do the ultrasound. And the other thing too, three D mammograms. Everyone has told me that, and my doctor said it as well. Get a three D mammogram. I don't know what these things cost or what everyone's insurance is, but I feel like peace of mind is priceless. So then, after they did the ultrasound, they came in and they said, "Hey, you have two cysts." Yay, lucky me. Uh, but they're very, very small. They're not concerned. This is not a cancer or anything like that, but there are two cysts. They did applaud me for doing a self-breast exam, which is why we are doing this podcast. Check your moles. Check your breasts. Know your body. Check each other's. Check each other's. I know. You have to look at my back. No, no I have to look at your back. No, no, <laughs> you no. Look- I am not looking at your back. I have to look at your back. <laughs> you have, yeah, you, Yes, right. Everyone check each other out. But now it's one of those things that they said, I don't need to have my next mammogram until 40 unless something does drastically change. And, you know, knock on wood, I knocked on the bar here uh, that nothing happens. But they also just said kind of monitor it. 
But for how little it, it was and that I was able to feel it, I think just goes back to knowing what I had felt in months prior and noticing that that wasn't something that was there before. And that is the moral of this story. But we're good. We're healthy. 2019, we're on the up and up. That's something that we're you know really grateful for because in that small little window that we did let our thoughts wander, you really realize how precious life is and how quickly it can change just in a second and then things that really weren't necessarily preventable either for you or I too that there are people that did go get these tests and didn't get the results that we got whose lives did completely change well I think that's the important part about doing this podcast I think especially as a male and I don't know how many male listeners you have but for really anyone the importance of of casting aside your your own your ego and this this male this idea that I'll be fine I'm not going to go to the doctor you know I grew up in a house where my mom was emotional about everything and everything, every bruise was a life altering injury. And she was super protective. And my dad, who was very, it's fine. Just deal with it. You're fine. You're fine. You know, and he had his heart attack, you know, five, six years ago, ironically enough, while working out to prevent said heart attack, that was kind of like that life changing moment for me where, where you kind of we like, need to clarify he survived the heart yeah, attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry <laughs> he did survive i'm not a professional storyteller like you are he had a really bad heart attack while he was riding his bicycle and they called that heart attack the widow maker yeah. which in most cases is people don't survive but he did because he was well he was on his bike and it, bicycle and f- bicycle and falling off the bike likely jump-started his heart once he fell off and because he fell and hit his body on the on the handlebars and hit the ground it like rejolted his heart but yes a paramedic what are the odds i mean that's on his a, off day happened to be driving by that is a guardian angel right there and he is alive to tell about it but as the, you were saying well the point of the point of all of that wasn't to you know necessarily go down that that road and tell that story but it, it's to to remind us that like don't don't let it get to a certain point where you need a life-altering event for you to put your, you know, ego and your preconceived ideas about personal health. Just make sure you check yourself regularly because don't let it go. Don't let it linger. You know, it's important that we just kind of talk about it. We're open about it. It happens to all of us, especially as we get older. And we just make sure that we're we're doing the right thing by ourselves, by our families, and just taking the, the right precautions, the sunscreens, the covering yourself up, you know, with, with hats, shirts, whatever it might be, and just being smart about it. Well, yeah, and taking care of yourself and, and eating well because in your case – unlike what was going on with with myself and the two little cysts now that I have, is that with precancerous cells, had you not gone in and had it not been looked at, it could have really been bad. And that is, again, why get your moles looked at, but go in for your yearly appointments. I mean, as a female, I always go in for my annual appointment and then, you know, I get my physical and everything. But you too, you've gotten great at doing that. It's just, it's important. It's preventative care, taking care of yourself so that you can have a long, healthy life with your loved ones. That's what the podcast is for. And that's what went on with us and our family in 2018. Hopefully nothing crazy happens in 2019. But hey, thanks for being on the podcast. This is your first time on the podcast now. Yeah, I went at uh, Facebook Live a couple weeks ago. Now I'm on your podcast. Yeah. What do you think? Stepping into your world. Maybe you'll be back on another podcast. Sure. Probably. If you can fit me yeah. in your schedule, I know you're really busy. Well, anytime you want to do it at our bar in our basement, that uh, makes that it a heck of a lot easier. This does make it easy, and I hope this mic quality sounds okay because it is a little echoey. That's just the broadcaster me that's hearing this as I'm listening in my in my earphones. Uh, but thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Eric, for being on, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Thanks for listening. 
This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.